Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and well-being to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. And welcome to today's episode of Live Healthy Now. I have a guest with me today to talk about something that I find so interesting and I'm sure you're going to too because it's something that is a huge part of our lives and can therefore have a huge impact on our well-being. So I have Kerry Jones with me today who is an executive and transition coach. She works with senior professionals, with leaders in businesses, in corporates to help them in their careers and that's the topic today career and your well-being so welcome Kerry. Well thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. So the first question I always ask our guests to get us started and into the health and well-being zone is to find out a bit about your most impactful healthy habit. Oh my goodness. Uh My most impactful healthy habit is to get up early and to go down the beach. So I'm very lucky. I live in Brighton, uh, about five minute drive from the beach. And I was down there this morning, half past five, with my cup of coffee, my journal, (laughs) found a spot of sunshine. um, And I sit and I I spend time on my own in the morning before the kids get up. um, And I try and connect with myself before the business of the day. And that is something I've done for a number of years not always not I don't always manage it in the winter but that is a habit that I try and stick to that is an amazing habit I love that and I actually used to live not far from Brighton myself for a few years I lived in Crawley so oh, I know yeah. Brighton very well I've been back <laughs> a lot of times over the years it's a lovely place but yeah. I must say your beaches aren't quite as nice as what my beaches are here um we have a lot of really nice sandy beaches here and yeah you've got the cobble beaches we've got the sandy beaches here so yeah yeah there's not much not much um not much sand unless the tide really goes quite far out yeah and do you do the sea dipping at all because that's really gained popularity no Kind of. I would I would dunk myself in. We're more paddleboarders in our family. Oh. So but I would say I'm very seasonal. I'm not really good with cold water. Not really good with cold water. <laughs> Me neither. I've tried the, the sea dipping here. I have friends who do it. It's really gained huge popularity. Mm. A lot of people mm-hmm. are doing it. I know not just in the sea, but in you know, lakes and even in the ice baths that they've bought for their back gardens and so on. But yeah, it sounds like that, that's a really good habit. And I find as well, because I'm only 20 minutes drive from the coast here, it's just so therapeutic to be at the beach, isn't it? To see yeah. the sea, to be out walking. I love that as well. Yeah. And do you know what? Most of my main decisions that I've made from a career perspective have been made at the beach. So if I ever need to like make a big decision, I will normally say to my husband, that I'm off to the beach for a bit. And um, because it just clears my mind, it gives my mm. whole different fresh perspective. Oh, fantastic. And yeah, it, we are very fortunate 
to be living so close to the coastline mm. because it's something that I do think can have a huge positive impact on your well-being when you're outside yeah, and yeah, seeing the same. So the topic of work is mm-hmm. a really important one and I think it's something that for a lot of people because of how busy our lives are and when you are working probably full-time it just becomes a part of your life you're just stuck in that spin cycle as I refer to it as you know going to work weekends at home doing all of the stuff that you have to do in you know your house and with your family and so you often miss the importance and impact that work is having on your well-being and your happiness Mm -hmm. so you know I know with yourself you work with lots of different people across different types of roles with mainly women with men as well but what mm-hmm. are some of the biggest challenges that you see with people you know in their careers that are maybe affecting their overall feeling of, of success and happiness mm. well most um most of my clients come to me because they are they know that something isn't quite right and generally that's a sense of unhappiness or a sense of unease about their current situation so having worked in corporate myself for a long time I know that as you say it's very easy to just um, rock up every day, get stuck in, in the treadmill of doing things. And then there comes a point for many of my clients when they're like, I'm not really sure that I want to be doing this anymore. And they know that because they feel a sense of unhappiness. They feel a sense of sometimes a sense of resentment, a sense of why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the point of what I'm doing? And I think that that then shows up in the way that they are um, interacting with colleagues, the way that they're interacting with their family, the way that they are spending Mm. their time outside of work. So you're absolutely right. So um, people tend to know there's something that isn't quite right here. And very quickly that spills into your personal life. Um, And sometimes for some clients that can be a sense of anxiety, you know, or um, there's a sense of overwhelm. They're, they're very common things that I see with the clients that I have. But yeah, this sense of unease of, I'm not really sure that this is right for me any anymore. Mm. And do you feel that people only get to that point when something's happened, like something big has happened? You know, is there is there mm. a commonality between what wakes them up if you like to to yeah. start to have those kinds of thoughts do you know what i think um if i think about the client the clients i've had in the, recently some of them um have had some sort of pivotal moment so gone for promotion didn't get it or a new manager's come in that they haven't managed to gel with or um or a new uh, management team's come in and the, and the direction of the business isn't quite where they think it might be mm. others have been sort of made redundant and they're thinking about you know, well what what impact is that having on me what do I want to do next so yes sometimes I would say about half of my clients have had um a trigger moment as it were something external has happened that has made them question what's going on with their career I would say the other half is is almost just a sense of, um, like I said before, a sense of unease of like, well, I've been doing this quite a long time. I'm not really that motivated about it anymore. If I'm honest with myself, I really don't enjoy getting up every day. There has to be more to life than this. And I think that for those um, clients, that's happened over a long period of time. And it might be a series of years. And I think, you know, lockdown and COVID and everything, um, you know, the more people working from home, experiencing a different way of work-life balance, that I think people are realising, well, there is potentially a different way that I could live my life um, happier 
and still be successful in my career? Yeah, and that was one of the questions I wanted to explore Mm. with you actually was the changes that have happened because of COVID. Because Mm. I know certainly for me, when I first went to full home working, like a lot of people when we went into lockdown, I had this big wake up call to how I was feeling and the role that work was playing in it. Now, I knew that work was stressful. I knew that I was struggling. Mm. You know, I had quite severe anxiety and low confidence and low self-worth and it was playing out Mm -hmm. in lots of different ways. So I was very aware of it, but I don't think I'd quite realised the extent of feeling like that and how it was impacting my overall well-being and health and happiness until Mm. I didn't have to get up and physically go into the office every day. Now, work was still very busy. In fact, we became busier than ever. And I wondered how I would ever go back to the normal way of doing things, you know, with lots of travel and and so on. And, Mm. you know, chatter in the office with people when you were just at home working full time in front of a screen all day. But... I think for lots of people, COVID kind of gave that pause button, even if you maybe didn't pause in the work you were doing. Mm -hmm. It paused normal life, didn't it? And so, you know, we talked about like your return to normal and the positive changes that had come about for lots of industries and organisations because of what happened to, to changes in how they worked through COVID. But now it feels like we're just very much back to the original normal you know we Mm. talked about the new normal it feels like and I'm Mm -hmm. hearing certainly in in some of the conversations I'm having with businesses and people is that things have started to shift back to how it was pre-covid and that's not a good place it's starting to impact Mm -hmm. people again so yeah what have you seen through the pandemic changes Is, is there anything positive or significant that's come out of it you know, I think that the biggest positive thing that's come out of it is that people have realised that they've got choice. So mm. when you when you get a taster of something different and you realise that it doesn't, you know, that break, like you say, away from the norm and you step into a new norm, the COVID norm, um, people, even though things are have gone back to normal and for many people, um, there is an understanding, there is an awareness that we have choice around our careers. And sometimes, I certainly felt that when I was in corporate for a long time, you kind of forget that you do have choice around your career, um, either to stay, to move, to uh, find something different, to change your working patterns. And because we get so sucked into the the eight to six, the eight to seven, you know, the commute, it can be very difficult to lift our eyes up and see the bigger picture. And I think that that for many people has been one of the positive things that has come out of the last couple of years. People have realised, well, there is a different way that I could do this because I see my peers and my friends and my family around me now living slightly differently. So so is that now available to me? And that's often a conversation that we I have with clients of, well, how can I um still be successful in my career but have a different way of living my life so that my career is not the dominant thing in it you know that that my friends my family the Mm. other things have an equal if not more heavier role to play so definitely that's one of the positive things I suppose the danger is that we forget that we have choice and we do just go back to the nine to five, almost with a sense of resignation, like, well, this is just how it is. It's not how it has to be, you know, and I think that 
um, I certainly want to be one of the voices that say, well, you do have choice to live differently. And that might come with consequences. And that might come with sacrifices and, you know, and obviously there's always repercussions of choice, but you still have choice. But that was definitely the biggest thing for me was it opened my eyes to how things could be different. I didn't know what that looked like. And that in itself was very scary because I knew that I felt so much better by not putting myself into those really stressful situations that I I was always in when I was working face to face and so I I knew that I wanted to to be different post-Covid I didn't know what that looked like and then that choice Mm. was taken away Mm -hmm. because I was made redundant and so then because I'd already had those thoughts and and feelings and a spark lit it became you know an opportunity really the redundancy that was then the choice you know I was given to Mm -hmm. be able to do something with it and I think you know what I'm seeing when it comes to health as well is how many people changed their habits through the lockdown how many people were you know walking a lot more during lockdown they were becoming you know active and really enjoying that freedom and now I'm hearing people say, oh, I, I don't have time anymore. I used to walk all of the time during the lockdowns. I kept it going, but now I'm just back to normal. It's yeah. like people have got yeah. caught up again in that, you know, work-life cycle. And something you mentioned there, Carrie, as well, was about, um, you know, the how people's, people think the career is them. You know, they're so wrapped up and they, they don't yeah. have anything else or think it's possible to have anything else outside of, of that. And that's something that I've experienced and I know for a lot of people, it's a challenge because you form your identity through the job you do, don't you? And yeah, you, you can absolutely. lose yourself to that, which I know is a big part of what you focus on. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that this comes back to about being um, authentic, in your job. So I um, had a very successful career in London and Canary Wharf for you know, 16 years. I'm, I'm working myself up to um, a fairly senior level. And I think that it was a wake up call for me and it is for many of our clients where we've realised that the work that we're doing, um, even though we're really good at it, isn't necessarily aligned to who we are to what makes us want to get out of bed in the morning, what brings us joy, what feels like a good use of my time and my energy, what feels make a difference. And and I think that if there are people who are in that sort of situation where they're thinking, well, I'm not, you know, I, I want my life to be authentic, you know, I want it to mean something, then it is really important to go back to the basics. Like, well, what does light you up? What do you feel excited about? Um, is your job aligned to your values? If it's not, then you're going to find it really hard to thrive there. And so some of that basic work that we might have done years ago, you know, when we started out in our careers, it's really useful to revisit that. I don't know whether you did that, Nicola, when you were made redundant. Did you go through a, a season of really looking at well, what actually, if I could do anything, would I like to do with my you know, with the next five, ten, however many years. Did you do a similar exercise yourself? I, I did, absolutely, because yeah. I talk about not having a plan B. I didn't know what else I wanted to do. I wasn't someone who had this ambition to one day yeah. do something different. So absolutely, it, w- it was a very 
difficult process because I felt as though I didn't know who I was. Mm. You know, I was 45 when I was made redundant. I'd worked at Nike for 20 years and I'd always had this fear of what would happen if I lost my job because how do I find something comparable to the brand, to the job, to the salary? Mm -hmm. So for me, it it was hard to begin with. But then once I did start exploring it and and found that passion of actually who am I what Mm. am I about because all I all I knew was that I was an account executive I went to work I did that job got paid and I believed that that's just who I was and and yeah Yeah. I I find that's just so fascinating how your identity becomes your your role your position it does and you know for me it was more that when I left corporate to have kids and then I was you know a full-time stay-at-home mum for four years my identity completely got shattered around you know who I was from being a senior corporate you know woman leading a a massive team to suddenly you know can't even get my my kids to put their shoes on it you know it's a very different world and and I you know my identity shifted so Mm. much that I was very similar to you very much lost in who am I like if I'm not a big corporate um lady anymore then and I'm not just a stay-at-home mum anymore but who who am I and you do and I think that um what I'm noticing from some of my clients is that we people can stay in that who am I really phase for a really long time I mean I stayed in it for years before I started working with a coach because you almost don't kind of know how to get yourself out of it you don't know how to figure out who who, what your identity is unless someone kind of helps you along that way you know I mean I'm sure that you do this with your clients as well it's like well unless someone kind of provides a bit of a framework to help you to figure out who you are it's not like you suddenly wake up in the morning and go ah today I've now decided that my identity is this it is very much a journey isn't it that you figure it out as you go but you have to put in the work you have to ask yourself those uncomfortable questions about about the kind of life that you want to live and is your your current life aligned to the kind of of life that you're building some of that is quite messy and some of it's quite Mm. uncomfortable and a lot of people you know initially don't want to do that work because they're almost a little bit scared of what the answers are but unless we do ask ourselves those questions we're not going to know so you know it's a bit chicken and egg and I think we haven't been brought up to think in that way either, have we? Mm. You know, the topic we're talking about, work being such a huge part of your life and therefore how it can impact your health, your well-being, your happiness, is something that's just not pieced together early on. You know, no. at school you're pushed into what career do you want? Fill in a form, well, in my day, you know, take this survey and then it comes back and I'm, I got a midwife. That was what I was told I should be. You know, and you, and you get then pigeonholed into a certain yeah. job or, or career. But at that age, you're so young and you don't know. And then for many people, that's exactly the path they go on. You know, they go to college yeah. or to university afterwards or start a job and then they wake up 20 years later and go, mm. well, what, what's okay, I don't feel good, but what else am I supposed to do? This is just life, yeah. isn't it? You know, we haven't been yeah. taught that actually there is, you know, a different way. And that's to, to first of all, know who yeah. you are and what matters to you and what you want yeah. from your life to then go, well, actually, this would then be the kind of job I would like to work in. And something yeah. that amazed me when I left Nike was, 
how many of the other people who were made redundant at the same time have gone in to do something so different and how many mm. of those people who were very senior leaders have chosen to do something that maybe isn't as as or seen to be as senior as yeah. high paid you know as valuable a type career maybe on the the you know the front mm-hmm. cover but yet it's something that is absolutely a part of who they are and lights them up but they didn't know yeah. that or they didn't feel that it was right to walk away from a corporate job and do that so yeah. it's, it's really fascinated me that piece of it oh my goodness so like that is very much me so and the, the there's two things I would say about this that I have found to be true for me is that when you are in a role that is going quite well and you are you know performing and you're thriving and from the outside in it looks like you've got like a, the perfect career you know you've got the salary you've got the position whatever it might be it can be very hard to give yourself permission to make a change that is more aligned with who you are and it is very much um because and the reason for that is because for me I felt like I always had to be really grateful for what I had that if I wanted something different to this very successful career that I had I'm therefore sort of saying that I'm ungrateful for it and I had to learn that I can be really grateful for what I have but still not want it it was okay to not want that even though many people would absolutely love the career and the job that I had and, and I'm sure the same for you that doesn't mean that we have to do it if it's not making us happy. And I found that to be true as well when I left corporate and set up my own marketing business and I ran that for five years. And again, although that was successful from like, you know, an external perspective, it didn't make me happy. And I had to learn the lesson again. It's okay to then choose to do something else, even if it doesn't, you know, even if it's going well, it's okay to walk away for something to find something that is more aligned to you. And obviously coaching is now, um, the thing that I have found and, and absolutely love doing. So so the point there for me has been to give myself permission to make choices that are going to make me happier. And obviously that will have a, a huge impact on my personal life and on my health and, and all sorts as well. And that's quite hard. And the other thing that I've learned is that it's okay to, and I say this to my clients, it's okay to pivot into new things more than once so a lot of people like you say you know if if we if I then jump from a corporate position for example either into another corporate position or to start my own business what if it doesn't work well okay well what if it doesn't work what would you do then it's okay for that to not be the end goal it's okay for that to be part of your journey to see whether or not it's going to um, be what you hope it to be and if it doesn't okay well then what else would you do how would you then pivot into something else? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that you career hop all over the place, but it's just giving yourself permission to go, do you know what? It's okay for, to go on a bit of an exploratory journey. It's my life to see what what might fill me up, to see what might make me happier. And I had to learn that lesson a few times. So I'm so glad that, that I did in the end. And what you said there was, it's my life. That is exactly the point, isn't it? And that's the thing yeah. that so many of us miss not just with work but overall that's why I'm called life now because it's about living you know Mm. your life now 
because we we forget it is our life and we do get to be the ones that are in control and choose how that life plays out so because of how many years most of us spend in work obviously the retirement age is increasing further and I'm sure for us it's probably going to go up again before we hit that age you know we could be working until we're 68 70 from Mm. some of us you know I've got friends who went straight into work from college at 18 so you're working for the majority of your life and for the majority of the hours in every week of your life so that's why it's so impactful to your overall life and your happiness isn't it and and if something isn't right I know financially most people have you know commitments and pressure that Mm. mean it's not easy to necessarily go I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to find something else you know it's a transition process but it's something that you have to do if you are really feeling unhappy because it is that one life isn't it and you, you've got to yeah it is and, yeah. and you know what and and often it's making a plan so you know the the reasons that people in my experience the reasons that clients haven't um that they come to me is because a they don't know what it is that they want to do or b they know what they want to do but they haven't got the confidence or the or the self-belief to be able to do it and and i think especially those of us who have worked in corporate for a long time that self-doubt that lack Mm. of confidence can seep in so without us even noticing that imposter syndrome um can seep in without us even realizing that it's there and you start to tell yourself a narrative of well i couldn't possibly be this successful somewhere else i couldn't possibly earn the same income that i'm earning now somewhere else what if i move and then people find out that i'm not as good as i as i think i am you know these sort of things can keep us stuck in a role that is not aligned with us and and eventually that will impact on our health and our well-being because the stress and the overwhelm and anxiety and happiness will will kick in so so yeah the the confidence stuff particularly in women not exclusively but particularly in women mm. is something that i see quite a lot that does that that we know we've only got one life but we'll still stay stuck in this cycle of unhappiness unless we've got the confidence and the self um the self belief to to step out and do something else and you know what i think that um for me part of being able to step into something else was having a plan so yeah. you know once you've figured out what it is that you want to do of course you can't just give up your very well paid job just like that i mean uh, well some people might do but the vast majority of us still have mortgages to pay and so a lot of what we do is around helping people understand, well, what steps can you take now? You know, where, where can you be in three months? You know, if you were to leave your job in six months, what could that look like? What would you have to do now to be able to transition to that? And I think that particularly those who are in corporate where we've you know, got a very structured way of thinking because that has served us very well. We're all around structure and processes. Having a plan, a structured plan of how we can transition to A to B does mean that we can make that move a lot easier um i don't know again with with you and and the clients that that you work with you know it's it's easy sometimes to figure out what the end goal is it can be quite hard to figure out well how am i going to get there and obviously that's what our role is um you know as coaches to help them on that journey yeah it seems so obvious but so (laughs) many people don't approach in that way you know when and i say this exactly the same way that you've explained it there that's how I work and it plays out where people come to me and they're like oh I, I, I 
I'm overweight, I need to lose weight, or I'm mm-hmm. not sleeping very well, mm-hmm. I, I know that I need to sleep better because it's impacting my relationship and work and performance and whatever it might be. In the coming yeah. to you saying, you know, I'm unhappy, I don't like doing this job anymore, but I don't know what to do. And and so many people stay stuck in that place. Like They know they want to change something, yeah. but they haven't seen and approached it is with the end goal and then the plan to go okay well what can I do it's just I have to change I have to not be this way but they don't know how to move beyond that and like you explained Mm self-worth self-belief self-esteem self-confidence all of those selves I talk about a lot that's exactly what holds people back because they tell themselves I'm not a person who can change or I'm not good mm. enough to do that. I don't know how to do that. And you, in in what you said there, basically repeated a conversation I've had with someone just this week who mm. was talking about their career and literally saying the same things of what if I move somewhere else and then and then actually I'm not good enough what if I go to this other job and then they realize that I'm actually an imposter that you know I, I can't perform in the way mm-hmm. they think I'm capable of and all of this and I just actually did a bit of coaching with them and mm. stripped it right back to go forget the because they're like well there's not even any jobs out there and it's not this and then mm-hmm. and, uh, and I don't know if I can do that forget it what what do you want for your future what's that plan you know where is it you want to get to more about the feeling of what would that life look like and feel like and then you just take the small steps from today towards it don't you and Mm -hmm. and all of that self stuff is fear all of Mm -hmm. that what if stuff what if it doesn't work what if they don't like me what if I can't do the job what if it all falls apart what if I jump and then I get maybe done Mm. that is just all fear they're all fear questions and they're all completely normal and I think that the thing we need to remember is that fear is there to keep us safe that is what it's trying to do you know and sometimes it's I always say to my clients it's worth having a conversation almost with that fear to say I know fear that you're talking to me and telling me not to do this even though I really want to because you're trying to keep me safe it's okay I understand that you're trying to keep me safe however I really want what's over there and I'm and I'm I'm still going to be stepping towards it and there's lots of techniques and again I'm sure you use loads of them with your clients around understanding the impact of the words that we're saying to ourselves the the narrative that we're saying to ourselves and realizing that a lot of what we're saying is just feeling it's not fact but it keeps us trapped unless we recognize that it is actually um yeah that it's not real that it's 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 made belief it's it's made up in our heads there is no evidence to say that if someone was going to jump that they're then going to get made redundant so yeah yeah, and and everything that you're saying there is what people are saying to themselves regularly, you yeah. know, consistently in probably a very derogatory way, which is impacting your well-being. You know, the mindset is a huge part of your health and wellness. Yeah. So when you have that kind of thought pattern playing out, you know, every day you're going to work on Monday to Friday, most likely, mm-hmm. and you've got those thoughts of, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't like this. I wish I could go somewhere else. I wish I could change career, but I'm not good enough. I would fail. Yeah. I'd be found out. That on a repetitive cycle is very, yeah. very damaging. Yeah. And that was my story. And that and was that how was it was. Story. Yeah. And, exactly. and I didn't realise I knew that I was, I wasn't 
strong mentally if you like and I knew I was struggling mm-hmm. with some physical health problems mm-hmm. and I knew how I just felt overall but I didn't put the dots together of oh my yeah. god because I'm constantly saying this it's actually making the problem itself worse yeah. and I'm not taking yeah. any action to change yeah. it and I think this links to something I know we wanted to touch on and you mentioned the word authentic a bit earlier mm-hmm. in that for lots of people and I don't believe it's only in corporate you know I think it can mm-hmm. be in any type of role you aren't necessarily your authentic self you know you've you've yeah. taken a position on I, I don't like to use the word actor but I think it's a good you know analogy they give in that you've you've been hired to perform in a role mm-hmm. and yes you it's not that you've making it up you've got the skills you're capable you're able to to deliver what it is they've hired and are paying you to do mm-hmm. but you are going into performing a role and so for many people we talked a lot about identity how your job or career become your identity that that lack of being your authentic self because you're performing in a role also really then plays you know Mm-hmm. havoc if you like on your well-being and, and health because you're not necessarily aligning to your values which you touched on right at the start mm. yeah I, I, the the authentic self stuff is really interesting isn't it it's like it's a bit of a mm. strange word almost I think for I think for me if I think back to my days um it's very easy when you have worked in the corporate environment for a long time to naturally put on your kind of corporate outfit your you know your head whatever it is and step into performing and most of us have learned to do that really well and it has served us really well okay I think that and and I think in many ways there is nothing wrong with that okay I think where where it becomes an issue is when you recognize that the person that you are at work the person you have to be at work in order to be successful, in order to do your job successfully um, and rightly, is not really who you are as an individual. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, I think you'll know that. And you'll know that because you, sen- you start to feel a sense of unease. You start to feel that people don't really know you. You start to feel that you haven't really used your voice in the right way to speak up about the things that you feel passionate about. You, you start to notice that you're dealing with situations, perhaps in a different tone of voice or in a different way. You know, you come away from meetings and you think, I don't really sure that I'm actually okay with that, what's going on here, but I'm restricted because I have to do this particular role. And these these um, sense of unease will start to build, you know, and mm. you start to sometimes think, and, and they're real red flags for somebody to go, well, and you, know, and you gently ask the client who was presenting like that, well, okay, do you feel that this role is actually aligned to the things that you believe in, to your values, to the things that set your um, heart alight, to the things that you feel passionate about. Is is there a sense of alignment there? Or actually, how are you starting to realise that you're, that this sort of job just it, that isn't the right fit for you? And sometimes that can be quite a scary realisation if you're particularly invested in a business because you suddenly think, yeah, I don't think I really fit here. I've got a client recently who who's gone for exactly the same thing she's literally just moved into a, a new role because of that but she realized that I I don't really I don't really feel like I'm aligned to where this business is going and the reason that she knew that is because she didn't care about it anymore you know mm. and I think that that's so important for us as individuals to think well what if I could do something 
what do I care about? You know, what what does feel right for me and a good use of my time? And and I used to think that that was kind of airy fairy thinking. It's like, oh, it's all good and well, but that job doesn't exist. Well, it it does exist. You know, we we help clients find those sort of things every day. So of course, those sort of things exist. But being able to have that honest conversation with yourself is the starting point. Um, and that can be really, really difficult for somebody. I mean, I don't, Nicole, I don't know about you, but you know, I often have a client where you'd ask them a very simple question, like, um, "So, what is if you could have anything? If you could, you know, wave, wave a magic wand right now, what would what would you most like to do with your days?" And there is no, and it's a very difficult question for many people to answer because we are so um, conditioned to think that the corporate have the corporate lifestyle is the only way you know and as I say it serves many people and many people thrive in that and that is absolutely wonderful but if you're not thriving in that then it's worth asking yourself those questions yeah and the same like such simple questions but as you say the ones that do really (laughs) throw people you know obviously as coaches we use the same kind of techniques and tools and so on and it's surprising and, and sometimes it makes me quite sad and I, I was was this person I guess I think I always was very deep and I've always been interested in personal development and well-being because of my health journey but even when I started to ask myself these deep questions you know when I talked about the redundancy it was difficult because I hadn't ever allowed it because I was just of the belief that this is simply my life yeah. and that there isn't yeah. another way and so you know that I, I know from coaching a lot of people over my years at, at Nike you know leading teams having some conversations with people who were genuinely just really struggling not because they didn't have the skills for the job they were in but just because yeah. they didn't feel like they could be that person every day and sometimes yeah. you'd see people move into a different function in the organization and then just thrive like just really yeah. change and they'd come back and exactly girl, I remember yeah I remember actually buying me a present going oh my god like this is the job for me and I had no idea I didn't think that there was another way and I didn't realize mm. how much it was affecting just everything mm-hmm. and how I felt and and so you know that's why you've got to you've got to think yep. about this yeah in in the yeah, way you live in and you know mm-hmm. what? and I think that many people think well if it means making a major change and sometimes it doesn't it that is a fantastic example sometimes it can just be a tweak so yeah. I work with businesses where with their employees and it might be that that employee just simply needs to move teams. They need to move on to a different project. Mm-hmm. They, they perhaps need to move um, with a certain, you know, start working with a certain type of person. And then suddenly they blossom. Then suddenly they thrive. It's mm-hmm. not always about completely changing, you know, leaving the organisation or, or starting your own business. It can be mm-hmm. what is a fairly minor tweak to help them then blossom. Absolutely. So to wrap up, Kerry, what would yeah. be one tip that you would give someone to maybe take away and, you know, put into action to to think about this piece of their well-being is, you know, that that career part of mm. it? There's lots of bits we didn't touch on today, but I would say that connected to that, the one bit I would, I would say is have a think about what your next six months is looking like. Um, and for many of us, you know, we've got summer holidays coming up. Some of us might be juggling childcare issues. You know, it's a, it's very busy. Have a think about the next six months and ask yourself the question, does what is in my next six months from a personal perspective and a career perspective make me feel excited? Mm. And if it doesn't, 
then you need to ask yourself, okay, well, what would, you know, what would I like to change so that I would be really excited or really looking forward to working each day? And I think that is um, a really good starting point because then you can start to um, you know, get a little bit visionary about, about your life and then think, okay, well, if that is the thing I need to add in or take away in the next six months, what am I going to do about it? You know, yeah. do I need do I need to have a conversation with somebody? Do I need to work with a coach? Do I need to go and have a chat with my boss about something? What action are you going to take? Um, so that would be that's not even one tip, is that? It's about three <laughs> tips there. But yeah, it's about kind of always looking that little bit ahead. Yeah. And if you're not excited about the things that are coming up, if you're not looking forward to them, then surely you're worth asking yourself those questions so that you can be. Yeah, come back to the one life. Think about that. Yeah, life. what, what? Yeah, all about. And if life, you live near a beach, <laughs> go for a walk down each morning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just it's pressing that pause button, isn't it? And taking yeah. time to just think rather than be stuck in the do 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 and know you should be thinking but not being able to get mm. to that place. So yeah. if people want to connect with you, Kerry, do you want to let them know where they can find you and and how they can maybe reach out yeah. if it's something they'd like yeah, to know definitely. more about? Yeah. No, definitely. So um, I live on LinkedIn is my main social media platform. So come and find me over there, Kerry Jones Coach. Uh, on my website, there's also a free resources tab at the top, which has got some really useful downloads on confidence, confidence tips for professionals, um, some uh, some workbooks on imposter syndrome if you struggle with that. So they're all there that you can download for free. Brilliant. Thank you. I'll pop all of the links into the show notes Thank as you. well. Yeah, so thanks, Kerry. It's been really interesting. I hope we've given people some some good food for thought that they can go away and do a bit of reflection on and a bit of visioning as well. So thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy, happy life. You can follow Life Now Coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk. Links are in the show description. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now. Take care.